Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. All right, welcome to this episode of Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. I am joined today by a big, bright, shining ginger star. (laughs) Um, He is a performer, a photographer, a model. He's also a Reiki master, a business owner, entrepreneur, you name it. I mean, he's like more than the triple threat, a Broadway star, everything. This is Stephen Truman Gray. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. I'm an entrepreneur. (laughs) <laughs> what'd you say you call it in new york an entrepreneur entrepreneur in new york city <laughs> it's good to see you thank you for doing this of course my pleasure it's so, an honor i of course please the honor is all mine um so let's let's dive in like tell me a, tell the audience a little bit more about your personal journey um you know i believe you're from the midwest correct yes i and, was uh, born in skokie illinois um, my dad lost his job. We moved to Iowa and then I moved there when I was three. Um, I was put into gymnastics pretty soon after. Um, and then it was in, I was a gymnast until 17, a level 10 junior Olympic gymnast. And then I broke both of my ankles. Oh my gosh. And yeah. So, and then I also, <laughs> and I love that you, you say it with, with a smile. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I felt like energetically I was kind of being pushed out of being a gymnast. For okay. a while and it felt like that was kind of my perfect um it was just like my autograph on that experience you know just like we're done right it <laughs> um, was time stamped done <laughs> yeah and when I was growing up all I did was like really love to sing uh, but I thought it would be too effeminate to be uh like a tenor and like a high singing singer throughout okay. all of like junior high high school Sure. And I was part of show choir. So a girl that I dated back then, shocker. Um, <laughs> but wait, hold on. I have to stop for a second just because I just found, I, I loved, I love the way you said that story. You're like, I, you know, I was hesitant to sing because I didn't want to be effeminate, but I went into show choir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just decided to like kick and overtly smile and try to beat out like agony and I. <laughs> I actually started out as a singer. I didn't start okay. dancing until I was around like 17. Gotcha. So after I quit gymnastics, um, my girlfriend at the time told me that if I really wanted to be better at show choir and do those things and be on Broadway, I should really like start a dance class. And definitely tap is not my strong suit. So I was more of like a jazz and lyrical baby. And I really liked the way lyrical felt. And that's why now I'm a contemporary dancer. Um, so I did like one year of competition dance before um, auditioning for my college program. So I've only been dancing for like a year prior okay. to college. So I think I started dancing in 2007. Okay. Yeah. And then went to University of Iowa. So I got a degree in dance and a degree in um, vocal performance with an emphasis in opera. So I got two degrees. I was on a scholarship that gave me tuition exemption for two of my years but I couldn't fit chorus into my last year. So they took away my scholarship. Oh, and the music. oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Just and I had to pay a little bit. In just, had to pay a, just a little bit of money. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of my journey. And then um, I, that's mostly my training. I studied on scholarship at Hubbard street for two summers in Monty dance studio, mm-hmm. which Monty dance studio is now, I think officially closed. It is. I know it's sad. Well, that's hard. That hit hard during COVID for me because that's where I felt like I learned pretty much all my training and all my levels of professionalism between my teachers and my experiences and what I hold through as a performer. Um, And then also at Joffrey Ballet School. Yeah, I went to Joffrey as well. Yeah, so I was in Joffrey in New York. Me too. And then I went, I was in Chicago, but I was with Joel Hall's company. 
Oh, fears. My training. And so I, I can definitely relate to the whole Chicago training and that that vibe. Oh, I love that city. I love living there. Yeah. Listen, if it was, I mean, I live out west now, obviously, and in, in um, but I, I just can't do the cold weather anymore. <laughs> no, it's too cold. Like but Chicago is literally the windy city. I would be all about it. Yeah. It's my favorite place to like spend summers and I just love the vibe of the city and the dancing is so physical and so connected. New York's a very beautiful cerebral type of dance mindset for like postmodern contemporary movement. Um, but as far as like commercialized dance, I would say that I definitely feel more like a Chicago dancer. Sure. Or yeah, I get that. as a modern dancer in New York, I feel very connected to it. But as far as like jazz and Broadway, I always feel like I have a weird cerebral mindset where I'm like, so where does this initiate from? They're like, it's a positive way. <laughs> you want to know. Yeah. You want to know the story behind it. And I get it. I don't want to feel it. I don't yeah. want to feel like I'm um, just, uh, just doing steps like muscles on top of bones. Like, sure. I want to know, like, what I'm supposed to feel. And I think that that's one of the, been the hardest thing for me as a performer is just figuring out, like, um, emotional intent. Like, I don't want things to obviously be emotional or, like, overtly, um, like, I don't want to be like, this is a sad moment. Feel sad. Um, <laughs> but I definitely want to feel But you connected. do it so well. But even just now um, when you did that, you gave me a little, you gave me a little upper, you know, mo movement there. <laughs> Yeah, I want to feel like it like comes from a place that will uh, that will feel authentic. I think authenticity is the most important thing as an artist. And I think that if I don't feel like my heart or my body is connected to something, I'm just going to dislike it. <laughs> I, I like, I'm sure. like you kill your body on a daily basis and like eight shows a week. If you don't feel like intrinsically connected to the work, there's really no point. It's sure. just kind of becomes a paycheck. It becomes a corporate job. Yeah. And that's the sad thing about performing arts is when it becomes the machine and you don't keep on keeping the machine oiled and greased up and WD-40 and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I do. I totally, I know what you mean, you know, and I, I mean, I, I kind of learned that lesson a bit more um, when in my career, when I was um, on more of the choreography side, I remember I was choreographing a show here in Vegas. It was, it was a, actually a corporate event, um, but it was for like Paul Mitchell's, uh, like one of their hair shows. And yeah. I remember the artist I was working with who, you know, wasn't a performer, but you know, it was her segment that she was, you know, presenting, you know, her work. And I'd been, you know, working with her for, for a couple of weeks on just trying to develop, you know, this number for her. And, and I kept, asking her you know like what is you know what is it that you're trying to say or what is your message you know because I'm trying to understand and I'm trying to create based on that and if we were never quite connecting and I finally had that kind of aha moment where I remember going back to her and I said you know what forget that like don't worry about what you're trying to say I want you to tell me what do you want everyone to feel when they watch this you know and that kind of clicked and then we were able to like figure out and go from there and that was I remember a big moment for me as well and just kind of going along with what you said it was like I want to know the feeling not the what we're trying to say i want to know the feeling first yeah and i think that that's been one of my biggest things like when i like so both of my broadway shows i was in original broadway casts yeah so, yes girl yeah. <laughs> um so i was an original broadway cast so i was like helping create a lot of the show i've never really walked into a show where i'm um, having to assume a role okay so um, other than Queen of the Night, where I was a vacation swing. That was something where, like, I had to literally be someone else. Okay. Um, but other than that, like, so, like, Paramore, there was a lot of experimentation. Cirque du Soleil on Broadway. I had to make a lot of the movement. We essentially choreographed the show until Sergio came and doctored it up because we started asking for um, choreographer credits. <laughs> they were like, oh, crap. They're, they're actually they're expecting to get paid for their work? No. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, like, we... You we deserve to be. Yeah, so, like, because it was an experimental, like, improvisational-based uh, thing, like, a contemporary dance company, you know? It's, like, like Doug Verone and artists. Right. You know, right, it's, like, right. David Dorfman and artists in collaboration with dancers, and they hired people based on that idea, and they had us rehearse in that modality, and then all of a sudden it was, like, choreographer. Right. This and we're like but we made the show right right get a choreography credit for a resume um i get but, that you deserve that 
Yeah, so that was one of the biggest things with uh, Cirque was just the fact that we did so much. And I think that my biggest thing was when we were rehearsing, people were doing like really high leg kicks and like doing things for the sake of things. And I didn't feel like it came from anywhere. Sure. Um, Like that's what I about classical ballet is like the feats are so impressive and so beautiful but the moments that people understand and how they feel is literally like i am giving you my hand i'm making eye contact with you and the girl is like so i'm going to give it to you but hesitantly you know there's something about that courtship between two partners that trust themselves implicitly like in broadway like you're gonna be over my fucking head i hope i don't drop you there is that their implicit, beautiful trust between two people. And I think the biggest issue that I have is just like, you run out of the wings, you're not even making eye contact with your partner and you're flipping them around. Spectacle is only spectacle spectacle if it's connected to a connection between two people, a connection with space, a connection with the audience. And that's why like, I think that I'm lucky to be a part of like original Broadway cast because I can help shape the community a little bit from the inside being sure. a, like not going into like a musical theater school where it's mostly step, learn, adapt. I'm learning, like I've been taught to like think challenge and say no. And I think that that's, what's fun about what I feel like I get to play with in the Broadway sphere as well as immersive theater. And I think that's where my heart kind of sits is like, if there was an immersive theater show on equity Broadway scale, that would be literally my dream. I love it. So wait, now was, was Paramore your first Broadway show or was it, um, yeah. uh, was my, my first Broadway show. Oh. Yeah. Um, my fair lady was my second Broadway credit and in between my Broadway shows, I kept going back to company XIV. Yes, let's talk about Company X Ivy because I am a huge fan of of that of the work that you guys were doing over there. I mean, I only was in New York for two years uh, re- during the, that time. Um, if you guys follow their in even their Instagram page, it's entertaining as hell. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm loving everything about it. I love the costumes, the music, the performers are all insanely talented. I mean, I'm. I feel like I'm fangirled when I was like sitting there watching you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, we have a very like beautiful cult following. Yeah, well, in the the theater itself too. I mean, for people who don't know it, it's one of those. It's they have a wonderful space in Brooklyn, and um, when you walk in, it's it's really is transformative. You you walk into their world, and and that's what I love too. It's not just. You know, it's not a theater that, you know, is just looks like a theater and the curtain is down. And when the curtain goes up, you see what's going on on stage. It's like you walk into a full 360 degree experience of Company XIV. Yes, absolutely. Even from like the Sensecape, like they burn like premium black frankincense on burn. Okay. Before the show. Um, Then like people are, we have like custom made cocktails that, are fitting and named based on the show, you know, it's, and also the artists like seat you and we connect (laughs) and we get to walk through the audience and have that moment where like performers can make eye contact with you. The fourth wall is completely broken. So what I love about it is you really get to connect with every single performer. Like I would say I could almost make eye contact with every single person in that audience sometime throughout the show. I love it. And I you love, know, like you said, with the fourth wall being down, like I love, I actually love that look too, where like we basically see you guys that in the back, quote unquote, backstage area, during, you know, even though you're, you know, there's something else going on on stage. It's like, it's just, you see everything. You're a part of it. You feel like you're a part of it. And I think that that's what's amazing about Austin's vision is literally Austin has created a space. Like you'll look at old photos of these ballerinas, like in like those like old foyers, doing their makeup, getting ready and prepared. And he wanted everything to feel like a fashion editorial. Like if you literally had a camera or a video camera at any given moment, it could create this um, epic editorial film and mindset, you know? And then all the dancers are doing it, everything themselves like it, it lifts so many veils that like 
again, there's that implicit trust. Like I trust you not to invade my space, but I also trust you in my space. Yeah. And so yeah. he's definitely created this like beautiful paradigm. Yeah. It's a beautiful paradigm, but it also feels like you're able to truly experience a show and you get to know a performer and it's so intimate that you get to see every single little detail and every single choice. And what yeah. I don't like about like large scale things is you cannot make eye contact with every person. You can't say thank you. People ask if you're even in the show. <laughs> <laughs> no. And like, I feel like that's what's so fun about the performing thing is like sometimes doing a show that pays less and does less shows has the most amount of heart and I think Austin has done something really magical with this space and it's the reason why I moved to New York in the first place so he's he's really amazing and I danced with him for on and off for about five years are you are going to work with them this season upcoming season or no um currently everything is going online okay um and when I left the company I left I've left the company twice to join Broadway shows. Right. So I've had roles in the next show, but I've had to either leave early from a Nutcracker run or like said no to a future role in My Fair Lady and had to cancel doing and reprising a role that I was playing a lead in, even though the company has no leads. Um, So I don't know if my bridge is burned in all transparency. Um, but I would love to work with them again in some capacity. Um, but once theaters once start things open up again, yeah. But I think that's the hard thing with also being part of like actors equity is you're kind of looked down upon for doing those really remarkable off Broadway shows. Like you have to actually get permission to do them. You know, like your health coverage doesn't technically cover your injury in that show. Right. No, I know what you mean. So it's like a, it's a very, um, it's a very touchy subject sure. politically yeah and with politics can't yeah. get into politics girl we've here all night if we start talking about politics no. <laughs> yeah i would love to dance for austin again if i lived directly in the city again um and it also felt like um i felt safe like if i felt in a place where like if i got injured and i knew i had to pay out of pocket like i would be able to do that yeah all right i get that That's the hard thing about being Almost 31. No, I get it, girl. Listen, I, well, I'm, I'm a couple years older than that, but I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. 31, beautiful. Um, No, but yeah, I would say like mid-20s, I'm like, like, F yeah, like, let's do this thing. Let's break my body. Whoop, right. whoop. <laughs> We're like a little bit more fearless at that age. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm still pretty fearless, but like, I think that I also just want to make sure that everyone feels satiated. I know that... Like everyone learns from their mistakes. Everyone knows that like every single connection in this business is important. Like never say anything bad about another person. Never say like your experience was wishy-washy with anything. You have to always lead with kindness, lead with love, lead with light, and just be happy to be here, easy to work with. Totally. I I mean, that's, you know... I think you could not just in that industry. I think it, that's a good rule of thumb in anything. <laughs> yeah. But I think that I was young and dumb <laughs> in some ways. Like, yeah, I would say that I, I would have to make sure that I had nothing coming up. You know, I would have to actively like not audition for other shows just okay. to like show I can present a, a side of loyalty. I see. For them to, to... Well, no, because what's really incredible about what he does is he essentially hires people for everything that they do. Okay. Like, I'm not going to go into a show... Like, you know how, like, some Broadway shows are like, we need a triple pirouette, and we need, like, you to be able to do a toe touch. Right. You know? They have, like, a, a requirement list. Like, they have, yeah, Austin, like, a list of things that, you know, that track has Austin to do. Austin is, like... So do you want to do pole this round? Great. So I'm going to learn how to pole dance for this show. And I'm going to do an act in this show where I pole dance. Or I'm going to do, I'm going to learn Lyra for this show. And I'm going to do an act where I learn Lyra and I'm going to perform Lyra. Do you want to sing in this show? Yes. You want to sing? Okay. You cannot call out because if you call out, your whole entire show is 
gone and our show can't exist. Mm. So it's one of those really amazing and hard things where no one can cover you. Right. Yeah. There's no understudy. There's no swing. There's no, yeah, there's no, no like I can't imagine calling out of Cinderella when I was the prince right. because I was singing opera in a bathtub, <laughs> going on to Lyra, doing a hand-to-hand duo, you know, like there's no way that someone can cover that show for me because the skill set is literally tailored to my yeah, it's customized to what you, you know, the, the gifts that you have and what you bring. Yeah. Yeah, I like it's not on like a franchise's menu being like, I want a double cheeseburger. <laughs> you know, it's like you need to be an impossible burger. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk. Okay, so now moving on to the, all this all this other fabulousness. Tell me, obviously, so talk to me about how you and Chad met. So I'll let Chad speak. We're bringing in the fabulous Chad Wagner right now. Um, okay, so I reached out to Chad on Facebook. And I essentially told him that he had really beautiful, kind eyes. <laughs> you had never met him. You just, you, you found, you saw him on Facebook and you were like, let's do this. Facebook photo was <laughs> We had one mutual friend, which was my roommate at the time. Mm-hmm. Who was also one of my best friends from home. Gavin Grimes. Yes, Gabby. But I thought you guys were good friends. No. So but. Chad invited me to Gavin's birthday, and I'm like, I don't really know Gavin, so I don't think I should go. Okay. And if I had done that, we would have never worked it out. Yeah, because I was actually dating someone at the time that was at the birthday party. Oh, my gosh. He <laughs> later um, asks if I will shoot with him, because he okay. was shooting. I, was, I wasn't a photographer at the time. I was pursuing acting. I was a bartender. I was right. living that style. And um, he says, um, I'm working on a, a project. It's called the Wet Series. I was like, oh, he wants me to get wet? What? Yeah. <laughs> I it, I'm just picturing Gavin, too. Just being like, I'm doing a wet series. So <laughs> yeah. He's like, I want you to come to my studio and get wet. And I'm like, I don't know. At the time, um, I was like, my friend Gavin was a model. He was like, I was like, should I shoot with this guy? Is this a little creepy? And he's like, no, it's not creepy. Wow, who are you, Chad? You don't think of people as creepy. Right. I was like, well, I'm not saying he's creepy. I'm like, I'm not a model. I can't go in and shoot with a photographer. He's like, just go do it. You'll you get some beautiful photos. And so and he I nudged told, me through the door. And I told my best friend at the time, because I was dating someone who was working across the street. And they, it was like this unrequited love situation. And I told my friend Angela, I was like, I think if Chad meets me, I feel like he's like my like soulmate. No. But you just need to like meet in person. I don't know how it's okay. gonna happen. Okay. Okay. So ended- yeah, and we were. Yeah. It was it's history. Now we haven't spent more than a week apart since. It's been seven years. Wow, I love that. And then so now, talk to me about your your photography business together. But essentially, I was mostly doing just uh, I was just doing mostly art projects, and I was uh, an assistant to a photographer in Chelsea, and. I was able to shoot on nights and weekends and that was my allotted time to be able to work for on whatever I wanted to. So I was doing that, shooting mostly dancers. And then Chad and I, when we moved in together, was like, you know, like we've shot enough people. Like, why don't we just make a business out of this? Yeah. Cause when we started seeing each other, I would essentially start assisting him on these, um, these shoots, these, uh, these editorial, like, like fashiony dancery shoots. And I was like, this is really fun. This is really fun. I could I could do this for work. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. And um and that's when I was like, maybe we should, we could start a business with this. So our headshots started out at like hundred and fifty dollars, and I was like, this is absolute no. <laughs> and then and then it went to like three, and then it went to like investing in more equipment, and then it went to investing in more lighting, and it's just been an endless cycle of photography woes and, and then you're joys hired. and everything. And then you're hired by commercial jobs and getting paid really great money yeah. to just do what you love to do. It's, it's been, mm-hmm. it's been great. I love yeah. that. That's fabulous. So, okay. I, all right. I want to talk about the fun, like the, the funnest part for me is talking about these fabulous candles that we that you guys just started. <laughs> <laughs> First, 
So now I want to bring in um, Manu, who's a, who is a Reiki godmother, um, which I love. I love, <laughs> I love that the way you say that. It's so. First of all, side note: it it is so good to see you. Like I, it's I, to see you. I think and of you often. Like I had such a, I was in such a really, really challenging place when I lived in New York, and the couple times that I got to see you and 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 have a Reiki session with you was always. Uh, it's something I still remember. You you were like the a bright light that I needed. Like, and I was in such a dark place while I was living there. Thank you. I think of you often as well. Oh, you have to come to Vegas and visit. I know. We're <laughs> all that money away. <laughs> yeah. Um, tell me how the three of you met. I know that you attuned them to Reiki. Yes. Yes, yeah. And also, so, just also tell, just for the audience, I actually want to direct this question to you. Give us, you know, for people who may not know what Reiki is and mm-hmm. and just kind of explain that world for people who are listening who maybe don't understand it or don't who have never been exposed to it. Of course, yeah. So first of all, I'm going to tell you how I met these two. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was the some, it was May or June 2017, and I was in this store. And then they walked in, and I immediately felt the resonance. Because as sure. you know, when, um, when you're in, in the company of people who truly love one another, their heart resonance, their heart resonance is really strong. And I was just like, who are these two? I love you that. I thought they were twins. And then I was like. <laughs> She's like, oh, these brothers love each other so much. <laughs> they're like, you know, one soul, two bodies. And keep in mind, we are like in a store that looks just like like a woman's store that has literally candles, candles incense. Perfume. A lovely store. Jill lovely Lindsay. store. Jill Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. What, what was the name of the store? Jill Lindsay. Jill Lindsay. In in Hill. Yeah. And we were about to have a happy hour glass of wine. I love that. And, yeah, and we just started talking, and I kind of knew I knew them from other lives. And then the word... Um, I remember it was Chad who said to me, I think we, we were in a COVID one. And I'm like, that makes total sense that the three of us were in a COVID. Mm-hmm. That's when we decided to have our own COVID. Okay. Basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then I attuned both of them to Reiki. Um, so Reiki is a ancient um, healing energy. It's actually been around... Uh, before it was rediscovered. Okay. I mean, some historian claims that Jesus was the Reiki master. Um, I My theory is like um, after the Big Bang, the universe reorganized itself. And between all these quantum healing energies, uh, Reiki was one of them. Okay. But it was rediscovered in the 1800s, in the late 1800s. Uh, and it's basically... Um, a very fast vibrational energy that we, you know, get attuned to and use. Uh, and it heals at the emotional level, physical level, spiritual level, mental level. Um, we have like at least 100 years of um, documentation that this energy has been very helpful. I love it. No, it is. I mean, listen, I, so, you know, we were just kind of talking, I, uh, you know, I've, I'm grateful to say I have had the experience and the pleasure of of having a Reiki uh, session with you twice. I think two or three times. I can't remember. Um, and um, no, it's I love. I really, you know, I love it, and I, I wanted you to explain it because obviously you're you're the master and you can explain it better than me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just remember, for me, you know, personally, just to give share my kind of experience you know I remember the the, the last one we did I, I, I um, you had me come to your home which was very very kind of you um, I was in a very just kind of dark place I was just struggling with a lot um, I think for me I was also I was just starting to understand what it was what it meant and what it was to be an empath like I didn't know that that I was one and what what does that mean and being in a, a city like New York where there's so many energies around you and you don't even, I just remember feeling like I didn't, I thought I was going in crazy because I was just picking up everyone, strangers energy all the time and this and that. And it was, it was kind of activated for the first time while I was living in New York. And I just didn't know, I couldn't understand it. And it was, and it was pretty intense, you know, and I just remember coming to see you and you really, 
helped me gain a lot of clarity. And then on top of it, just the actual, I felt a physical, you know, vibrational reaction, uh, you know, during our session. And I, rem I remember the feeling and I remember the colors that came through. And I remember, I remember leaving almost feeling euphoric afterwards. Yeah, it's it's uh, a lot of people feel euphoric. I mean, every session is different, but uh, a lot of people fall asleep. A lot of people have like spiritual experiences. I remember um, when you came over and I had the session. Yeah. Uh, and you were like, this was a light show. I'm like, yes, I actually saw a lot of light. Did you? We did. We I talked about that. Yeah, all the lights. Yeah. All the rainbow, honey. The rainbow lights. We saw, I mean, shocker. Shocker. But you know, <laughs> it was, it was like a, it was a gay disco up in there, honey. While we were <laughs> Euphoria. That's going to come out on TV next year. <laughs> No, no. Yeah. You can you you can tell. I don't mind if you tell the audience more about what happened during that session. I don't. I I, I I'm open. So no, I don't. I actually don't. Uh, I cannot retain a lot because I have a lot of clients, a lot of those students, so my brain retain as much. But I do have I do have memories of beautiful moments, and I do remember that that time I really saw all the spectrum of the rainbow with you, which. <laughs> Sometimes I, I'll see like just blue or blue or red or green, whatever it is, because, you know, it's my perception, my psychic perception. Sure. Uh, but you know, it was almost like the spirits wanted you to be baited in every color of the spectrum uh, to have like a regenerated experience. So I, I remember that. Yeah, it was it was really powerful. I, I remember feeling, you know, and I felt very walking leaving your place that day after that session I was a different person than I came in like two hours before and you were so generous with your time too so I have to thank you again for that because I I feel like you sat there with me for uh, probably almost three hours like you were very generous with your time you know uh, I'm not always like that but I feel like <laughs> she's like just so people know if you call me that doesn't mean I'm going to give you three hours she's like I want to be clear <laughs> uh, my calling is to guide people and when there is a necessity to guide some uh, people for extra time, I don't mind. It was very you know, thoughtful, it, yeah. Yeah, the, the empathy thing, I remember, you know, being an empath, discovery, being an empath, it's not easy. It's well, I remember easy. I was learning. I mean, you helped me kind of gain at least a little bit of a grasp on it, you know, because it was so new for me, you know. I, I was feeling... I felt, you know, these physical energies from everywhere. And I mean, even, I remember there were times where I was even on the subway and I had to like put my forehead in my hands to try and block even my, like, um, what's that? Uh, the, the view of everybody, you know, just because everything was just felt so, and I was like, it just felt intense. I think for a while I thought I was suffering from anxiety, but I realized that that wasn't it. You know, I mean, you're trying to make sense of it because I was actually, I don't, you know, pe some people, I guess if they haven't experienced it, they they don't know that I, I empaths actually really do feel a physical reaction. It's not just, uh, I under, it's not empathy of like, Oh, I understand what you're going through, which yeah, that's real too. But you guys know it's actual feeling vibrations from other people. And when you don't know that that's what's happening, it was pretty, it was, it was a weird <laughs> feeling for me. <laughs> um, no, and it was intense because I didn't know how to transmute it yet. I didn't know how to block it. I didn't know how to, I just didn't know what to do. And I was very lonely in New York City. I, I didn't really have uh, anybody that I felt connected with. And so when Stephen actually connected me with you, um, I was so grateful. And, you know, uh, uh, so thank you again. I just can't thank you enough. I keep, I'm talking in circles because I just want to thank you over and over again. <laughs> thank you. But I think that that is one of the hardest things that like Chad and I were dealing with. And actually, New York City. Yeah. And also when we met Manu, like she was like, at least if you get to Reiki one like you're going to be able to start understanding like what's yours and what's not yours and building and boundaries and building boundaries and feeling like when you feel things so hard, you'll be able to start flushing it out. And it's right. going kind to, of, yeah. And so part of it is like, is discovering what's yours and what's not yours, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. Talk, can you guys, you, cause you explain it better than me. Talk a little bit more about that. I love that. Being in New York city, you, you're around, thousands of people a day, you know, and, and there's science is discovering that, you know, the energetic field around our bodies can be measured beyond 15 feet. Oh yeah. And so you're, you're feeling the energetic field of all those people around you. It is intense. Like imagine like totally. if you act 
actively made out with every single person in a 50-foot <laughs> yeah. radius in New York. I mean, York. I have done that, but I'm just saying it didn't feel the same as... No. <laughs> I even felt like after Broadway shows, like walking to the train, like when you're in that vulnerable state, and then all of a sudden you walk to the train and you left feeling good. And then all of a sudden you come home and somewhere in between you all of a sudden like shut down you because you've been literally swapping spit energetic spit and karma with all these people as you're passing them, whether you made eye contact with them, whether they threw energy at you, it just felt like they threw little pieces of garbage into your space. And and you're like, I'm not a trash can, (laughs) you know, feeling in New York that I remember even feeling personally Towards, you know, at one point it had gotten, like I said, things had just gotten so heavy. I'll say heavy. Like I, I remember physically, like even feeling like it was hard to climb steps. You know, like I felt like I, I was physically carrying so much that wasn't mine. And I didn't know, I didn't know how to identify that or fix it or work through it. But I remember the actual thought. I remember trying to, cl- you know, coming up from the subway or wherever, you know, and being like, I'm not out of shape. Why is it? Why can't I climb these steps? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's, it sounds like a silly example, but it, I do remember having that feeling of like this life just feels re- like physically heavy right now. Yeah. I feel like people that they're meant to um, facilitate healing or help others, they come into this world with this huge empathy, right? And they need to learn how to, you know, operate in their own or in field. Um, but I feel like subconsciously, us, because I was like this too when I was younger, we just try to take the pain away from people and deposit it on our own. Healer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you just have, because when I was 20, I used to have panic attacks sometimes yeah. by standing uh, near people or many people. And I had to literally isolate myself for a year. Sure. I had like awakening and all of that. I was like, I feel like when you said physically, yes, mm-hmm. physically you feel everything, right? And then you learn how to uh, work with your boundaries. You get stronger and then you, you know, you can get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I think honestly, yeah, no, I do. I I, I feel like, I mean, I, I don't think I've quite mastered it. You know, I wouldn't say I've mastered it, but I have definitely been growing through it. But there's definitely times too where I, even now I still have to try to work through, like I, I'll recognize a feeling, you know, or I'll recognize who I'm around when I feel a certain way for, you know, even in an unspoken way. And I, you know, try to either distance myself from those people or not, you know. <laughs> so, Absolutely, it's a lot. And if you have that awareness, is really beautiful because a lot of people don't have that awareness yeah. and they just carry it. Well, you know what I'm struggling with right now is that is is that, but I don't mean like I, I'm re- I'm recognizing it, which is good, but I don't I can't figure out the polite way to tell them to like leave me a, to, that I can't hang out with them. You know, I can't think of the polite way of not being around certain people. <laughs> out of my field thank you very much <laughs> i would love that if i was just like you know what i just you need to just get away from me <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> what we've realized i mean i can only speak for myself is i've had to realize that there's especially i think kind of i hate to say like covid kind of helped this but like you you've learned to kind of figure out who you want to share your space with who you want to share your time with and who you want to share your energy with. It's making you choose like who your pot is. It's making you choose who your family is um, and who, yeah. So that's A. But B, I think that you have to be selfish to be selfless. Okay, that's good. as, As an emotional person or as like an empath, I think that if you can't fill your own cup, how are you going to be able to have your cup runneth over to be able to give to people that need that need sustenance that need water that need assistance you know it's like you can't aid people unless you feel like you have enough equipment and tools to be able to provide something so like you can't help in the hospital unless you have ppe you know you can't you can't give energy to someone that needs it if you don't have it for yourself sure so i think there is something about self-preservation in our business where like we have to take enough time for ourselves and we've had to learn the boundaries to say 
know or like that's yours to have not mine because when with as healers you have a lot of mirrors that come back at you you give light you receive darkness you have a certain thing about yourself that people see that they're trying to work through that it like triggers them and then they throw it back at you you know like that's not yours to have that's yours to have not mine and i think that you just that's like really good place to start is just being like i actually just don't have the energy to give right now and that's a very vulnerable place to be and if that person doesn't respect that then maybe it's not serving both of your guys' relationships and it needs to separate. I mean, the timing's divine and connection is... And sometimes people just aren't ready to be around you. Sure. You know, sometimes the, 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 it's just not personal, you know? Right. It's not personal. If you, if you can't feel good vibrations when you're around that person um, and you separate yourself, don't feel bad about it. You know, you, should, you deserve to feel good. Yeah, you know? no, you're you're right. It's all the manifestations too, right? Like goodness and good energy, right? Well, I've been. It is funny, and I mean, since I've moved moved back to Las Vegas, you know, I have, I am, you know, a lot more selective with who, you know, I'm. I spend time with for a lot for all the reasons that you just described, and it's just a lot different than I think the people that knew me before this. You know, they I was just very much social butterfly. I would like triple book myself in the same night to make sure I would never say no to anybody. I was like, Oh yeah, I'll stop by or, Oh yeah, I'll come here. I'll do that. And I just don't do that anymore. And I think initially people interpreted it, you know, the wrong way, but, and I, I mean, I had to just move past that because I was like, I know they, th- I know they think I'm being, you know, that I'm tr- being a bad friend or something, you know, but I just don't have it to, like you said, I don't have it to give. It got so intense that I knew I knew that if I went and spent that energy with these people that I'd have nothing left, you know, (laughs) that there's that that famous quote from RuPaul. um, What other people think about me is none of my business. Right. Right. (laughs) Doesn't that apply? I love it. Your opinions. Honestly, like you you don't have space to let every single person into your life. Yeah, totally. Sometimes I say to my student, you need to stop caring in order to start caring. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Say that one more time. You need to stop caring in order to start caring. I love it. More important things for yourself and your energy or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's talk about these fabulous candles. So, okay, this is so exciting. Um, they're gorgeous. I mean, okay, wait, I don't even I don't even know how to describe these fabulous candles. So I, I'm gonna let you do it. Tell me about I know you said that you they're charged with moon energy and reiki energy. And I'll let you so, take it from there. Talk to me about these candles. Well, I would say like I would say Manu got us initially, 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 initially. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> 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 no one even makes ours okay. Um, I love you guys. <laughs> um, so Manu actually, I think was the person that kind of hinted that as a coven, now that we know that we were covens in a past life and feel like it currently. And we like, she attuned us to Reiki masters. And I think that because we all really felt connected, we always attuned on full moons and new moons. Like that was our biggest thing is like, that was, that became our little, our little like birthdays for each other. Like energetically, Um, or like little, little holidays, like full moons and new moons to us are like holidays where we can, where we can meet, we can assess, we can pull cards for like what the future comes for the next month or the next like, year oh or whatever and so um we did spells we did spells so like we would tell actually, me tell me about the spells i love it so we would but we would make like a candle together like mm-hmm. every like full moon or new moon or like buy a candle or pull a candle where we would just like etch like Card. symbolism what we want our right intentions. on it our intention and then Manu would just place them on her altar on a plate and we would just let it burn down okay um, so that's always been a part of our ritual together. I would say that where we started doing this is we talked about like, oh, like Steven, you're good at making sense. And I was like, I would love to have a candle business. And Chad's like, well, well like- we don't have any time for that. This no, is no, back in 2018, we were making, we started making candles together. Yeah. 2018. And we also added some like actual pieces of sage inside them. Yeah. Oh. And then at the bottom, it all sunk. And Manu's altar caught on fire. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> our apartment started like our <laughs> candle started smoking like crazy. We've and been we practicing. We've been practicing for a long time. This was over. <laughs> So yeah, we decided, okay, so maybe we don't do that normal, like, witchy candle line where everyone puts glitter in because we don't want anyone to catch on fire. Right. Well, that's, that's good. <laughs> and also, like, Chad and I are literally, like, candle snobs. Like, we, like, buy, like, Joe Malone, Diptyque. We buy, like, very expensive luxury candle lines. And we know, like, what smells good versus, like, the Yankee candles and the wooden wick candles from, like, the ones that you'll get from... Uh, Cracker Barrel that everyone still buy whenever they go, you know, not like our speed and not our speed. And we just were like, let's try to like make this be as natural and like high end luxury fragrance oils because Manu gets headaches from fragrance, oh, yeah. but mm-hmm. none of our candles give her headaches. Yeah. And even though they do have a really intense hot output of scent fragrance throw to make it feel like you're getting your money's worth. Um, but it's not overwhelming because everything is natural or high end. What is just explain for 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 the audience too? Like, what is, because uh, you'll you'll articulate it way better than than I ever could. What is the benefit of of the the full moon energy when you're making these candles? So we started our business on a new moon. So for new moons, I mean, you can talk more about it between new moon and full moon and like how to harvest that energy better. Yeah. So the, the cosmos have. Um numbers days phases right the moon has four phases people have been working with the moon for centuries right when the moon is a full everything is like um the water swells up um um actually my daughter today was asking me when was i born i was like in a full moon of course the hospital is always full on a full moon uh and the new moon is when you just um retreat back into yourself when you start something new uh so every phase has like you know in in magic and philosophy and spirituality has a meaning uh new moon is new beginning a full moon is like the most potential uh a lot of people use full moon also to release um i mean i feel also um when when we do things on the new moon, it's more of a quiet energy. When we do things on the full moon, it's like electric energy. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like this this full moon this coming full moon up. This yeah, week. the one is tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Tomorrow. Yeah. Is it blue moon every nineteen years for Halloween? The Halloween full moon is every nineteen years. Yes. Whether it's a blue moon or yeah. like a, a yeah, I yeah. Think strawberry moon. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yes. So every what is the one tomorrow? What is the one on Halloween this year? What is it? It's, it's a, a blue moon. moon. It's a blue moon. Yes. Blue moon. It'll be phenomenal. But the first full moon in nineteen years. Wow. Yeah. Every you, nineteen. I love it. So tell me more now. So now tell me about how, like you, you, Stephen, you and I were kind of talking the other day on the phone and you were just kind of even just describing the process of actually uh, make, having this, these things come to fruition, like the distribution, the, the, the branding, the um, everything. Yeah. So uh, I would say that, so we decided to like, give it a go. We figured out like, while we moved up here, like what the fragrances are, we figured out that we wanted to do it based on the five elements theory um, Manu can go more into that feng shui. and the feng shui five elements theory, but also just the general sense of the magic of the pentagram, mm-hmm. which is seen as literally like a star. And a okay. lot of people overtly like the occult or a satanic symbol, but it's not. It's not. It's definitely not. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not. Um, so we decided to make five candles. So our first line is Witch Please, which we launched in October because it seemed like the easiest one to kind of put forward because we have I love the name. I love the name. (laughs) Issues with our second line just because of A, finances until we make back our investment, but also um, supplies for the vessels because our second line is going to be five different colored vessels um, with 14 ounces. Yeah, much larger. So they're going to burn 80 to 100 hours and the crystals in them are going to be massive. So essentially every crystal that you get in those ones will be like, so our witch please vessels, if we put a huge crystal inside them, they would actually burn much less of amount of time. So we still want for the price point to feel like a luxury candle that will still burn 60 hours. So the, the witch, 
please candles that are out right now, they do, they do or they do not have a crystal in them? They have between one and three crystals, depending on the size of the crystal. Gotcha. So like, this one is like, this one is going to be a, at the bottom, uh, at the bottom of one of them. Okay. So it's super beautiful, clear crystal. It's gorgeous, yeah. So you can put this in your pocket, you can put it in your wallet, you can put it in your bra if you're a woman that just wants to have like a little bit of a wish by her heart. Yes. And we do charge the crystals with different energies. Not just but like, for example, like this one broke in half. So we put two in there. I wonder how it broke. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> of course, it doesn't really matter the size of the crystal because the energy is, is within. Like it's we, alive. We put the energy in there and the crystal itself is alive. It's a live object. But so they loop one. When yeah. you guys are putting energy on the crystals and in the candles, like, I mean, what is, what is that process? Like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a matter of you're basically kind of as if you're doing Reiki on them or like the yeah. our circle. And we, yeah. We sit in a circle. We prep it. It's kind of a secret, but we can tell you a little bit. Okay. Tell me. Yeah, please. It's just us girls talking. You can tell me. Yeah, like, I'm going to stop you right now, Chad, because you can't tell them everything. <laughs> I want to know. This is, this is a Hey Girl exclusive. This is a Witch Please exclusive. I need to give me, give me some, some tea. <laughs> So we'll give you some juice, okay? Okay, um, give me three. We've been at Coven for like three years now. So You've been like 3,000 years. But really 3,000 years. So when we connect, our energy is already like forming geometry around us. But we have a specific ritualistic way to do it, which that I won't tell you. But we have a ritualistic way to be together and be in a space. And then we're going to put the crystal in the middle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we also go outside by the river. Okay. When full yeah uh and we just uh we chant we have some chants uh we start streaming a reiki energy through our body and directly to the crystal and we have specific visualization targeted meditation visualization target to uh the purpose of the candle because you know every every thought and every emotion that you have it's a it's a field of information okay and when and when it's like um together especially the three of us together because i have tried to do it with other people but it's not quite strong i see, it's, I, see. I think uh the, the three just, of yeah. us we just no we i mean just, listen this i mean i'm looking at the three of you and i can see like the love and the, the connection and the energy you know what i mean i love it <laughs> and then uh, after that we also uh use tuning four for the wax we chant some more and it's just pure like intention the power of the moon um reiki and other energy because i also stream a couple of more energy one is called laguchi the other one is called ayati okay they're all energy so it's a combination of that in uh, magic connection yeah. heart yeah. Yeah. um gamma waves coming mm-hmm. from our heart there is it's a lot so we I actually get all the crystals into the categories of each candle yeah. so yeah. like sweet poison is for love okay so like so we will literally put all that intention towards like universal love yeah. and like self love colors of oh, like a lot of people need that self love <laughs> yeah like igniting that energy towards you and towards your space and imagining we literally imagine so many people lighting the candles and having that experience and what they will feel when they light it per candle so it's like this very uh, transcendent meditation that we do together i guess that was my question too like so when you're doing all that and i thank you for explaining that by the way i i I love it when you're doing this can you is it you have to do this these this ritual for each candle or can you do multiple candles at the same time or crystal can you put a bunch of crystals in the center and get the same result or you have to do it individual it's a little bit of both a little bit of both Yeah. yeah we we find a way um that flows now but each category specifically, yeah. And then sometimes we do it in a hand. You know, we, we do a, like a mix of things, whatever flows. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Each category of candle is essentially in our circle at a time. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's created in that way. Gotcha. I see and what you mean. We do put each one in with right. the intention person's going this is going to each person so it like we only make around between 100 to 300 candles every batch and no moon is the same every moon is different so it's going to be like limited edition and the energy behind each one is going to be very different for each person and you're making a batch this weekend i would imagine yeah 
Oh yeah. We're prepping for it right We're now. We're prepping actually. for it right now. Tell me. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. So we took a break to have this conversation with you. I'm and I'm I'm so glad that you did. So tell me, so you said the current line that's out has five different candles, correct? Yes. And oh, the, forgot. So there so, was the reason why Le Luke came is because on Manu's birthday, we were actually all meditating. We smoked some mugwort. <laughs> and then <laughs> like all like having like a group meditation and pulling cards. And we were like, let's do this candle business. And we just started. And I was like, I think it needs to be called Lay Loop because we always talk about like feeling like we were dragons or like wolves or like we felt like we had a pack. So we're like, okay, so that's Lay Loop. And it's like, and we always talk about the moon. So I was like, Lay Loop de la Loon. And I like had to check the spelling. I was like, why did that just come to me? And then I looked at it and I was like, LL period LL. So 1111. Love so, it. Yes. I, well, I did notice that when I saw on your Instagram page, I did notice the, the LL.LL and then thinking 1111. I love that. Yeah. And then for just some reason, we just started looking at it and we were talking about pentagram. The, the pentagram just started looking at like negative space dots. So on Manu's birthday, literally the inception of this idea came to fruition. It was a channeling session. You know, we are a channel. Yes. So sometimes uh, ideas flow through us and we started brain. I mean, we, we didn't plan it. The best thing when you don't plan, right? We didn't totally. plan it. We started to come out with names. I started explaining yeah. the five elements theory and the elements, the fire, the metal. And then the, the, and the spells was, channeled through me. Yeah, and then the spell channeled through the chat. Like we all have. Chad um, and I were at a Thai restaurant and he just started like talking. Talking. <laughs> <and he> just, <laughs> That pad tie hit hard. <laughs> He's like, girl, what level did you get? <laughs> Whoa, I'm gonna write this down. Yeah, yeah level four, <laughs> scale of the five. Yeah. Um, we have the, the five different yeah. Um, yeah. intentions on each. So there's the love candle. Okay. And that's um, sweet poison. What, what a detour here. Yes, the sweet poison. I always detour when it's talking about me. I'm like, let's talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. She's, he's like, pivot. Can we pivot? Oh, I love pivoting, yes. Pivot, pivot, the other, pivot. the second candle is called Hooves and Horns. Okay. And it's, um, well, basically all the candles are inspired by a magical being in history. or Essentially famous in, witches in, throughout history. And in, in folklore or um, in... Uh, or commercialized fantasy it. sometimes too. Yeah. Like the the witch from um, Sweet Poison is um, the Grimm's fairy tale witches. So okay. you've got Uncle and Gretel witch. The thing about love is uh, the, 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 the thing about uh, the best thing about poison, poison is that you have to make it just delicious. Delicious, yes. Yeah. Um, but there's also you know the witch from uh, Snow White. Snow White. All of those witches. So everything about manifestation, I mean, Manu can talk more about like, like manifestation has to happen for like the collective in a positive way. The good of all. For the good of all. Good and good. so, and we, I think with Witch Please, we have definitely, talking about sweet poison, we've definitely created a litmus, like kind of like a, like a barometer of that. So like you can ask for love, you can ask for a soulmate, you can try to manifest this, but too much of a good thing can be poisonous. Just like any substance that you find joy in, just like any food group, just like anything. Too much of something that feels too good will become poisonous or will become negative. So it's always like moderation is key. And if it doesn't serve everyone Same. and the good, it will. I it wouldn't say could, will, may. It, it might may. It doesn't always become poisonous. No, but that's the thing is like, like they're like with something that seems too good to be true. It like, there was always be like turbulent times and whatever. Sure. So, sure. so I mean, that's the thing with like love, like too much of a good thing can be unhealthy. So we have like this like kind of barometer on all of our stuff, depending on what you wish for. Yeah. I, but I, I also feel like uh, the purpose of healing is uh, going back to a balance, right? bringing yourself back to earth because the earth knows that to make itself into balance always with the season, the rain, sure, the fire, sure. you know, uh, and I feel like healing energies do the same. So mm -hmm. these candles have a lot of healing energy. And even when you are asking for love or whatever, 
this energy will bring you back into your own inner balance. I see. And then from there, you can do more. Yeah. I see. When you're you balanced, you can do more. Even uh, you can decide, oh, I don't need a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Right. Maybe I'm the best. Right. Thank you, Well, there's also the thought about, you know, we all have the power of manifestation within us. And so what these candles are doing is they're encouraging you to pull that from inside of you. Pull your own power out. You have power. Yes. Each and every one of you out there has power of manifestation. So we're just giving you a tool to do it. I love it. So, okay, this might be a hard uh, question to answer, but I'm just curious. Do you, do each of you have a favorite out of one, out of one favorite out of all those five? Hmm. Hmm. Good question. Hoots and horns for me. Okay. I honestly will have to say sweet poison. Okay. That nostalgia of like an apple that is just being burned over a fire. It's just like, it, it, especially it around this, somewhere. you know, you're in, you're in the fall. We're going into winter right now. You're and in I Hudson just want to smell Valley. that all the time. It's amazing. So essentially that one smells essentially like a, like an apple orchard caught on fire. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Like, it doesn't smell like, like earth and home. It's, like, very much so, like, this, like, smoky. Like, it has Apple, a little bit yeah. of smoke. It kind of smells like, it literally smells like Hansel and Gretel's fairy tale to me. It's so good. Like, when we started playing around with the scent, like, we added, like, the smoke to it. We're like, ooh. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite, babe? Um, so, like, Formula 86 and Fortune's Favor so far have been our top sellers. Okay. And we're the ones that... Oh, Hoops and Horns has been our top seller. And Fortune's Favor. Um, my favorite is The Familiar. I love deep, yeah. complex scents that um, transport me places. A lot of people, when they smell The Familiar, they don't know why it smells familiar to them. Which is so funny. But it does. They literally, whenever they smell it, they're like, I know this smell. I've smelled this smell. It either, yeah, it just, um, it has like a peppery quality to it. And there's like a very intense vetiver piping that comes out when it's burning and like that warmth. It kind of feels like a warm hug from like a grandparent, but it's not like old person smell. But it has <laughs> you like- were clarifying that. I love it. You're- <laughs> That's a really good way to describe it. But, but you know what I mean? There Thank you for like- that disclaimer. You're like, <laughs> I love it. But it could smell like, it doesn't smell like food. It doesn't smell like a, an overt person. But it has that like nostalgic quality that you're just like, I feel like I've felt like a hug of something like yeah, this. So it smells like an experience. Yeah. And that's it's a, yeah. It's a feeling. And that's the thing with all of our scents is I think we take pride on the fact that I don't think any of our scents are bad. Because you know, like most of those candles that you smell, like there's always like one that you're like, I'm addicted to that. Trust you, Mani would tell us if it smells. Oh bad. yeah, she would tell us. I the first the first time that we actually made a huge batch of candle, I told them if. If I'm fine, we're fine with everybody because I'm extremely sensitive to <laughs> sure. smell, mostly chemical smell. Natural smell don't offend okay. me as much. Sometimes even natural smell they give me headaches. Uh, and the amazing part was like we did like we they created five scents. We made five different kind of candles, and I could smell each one of them, and it, I was like in heaven. I love that. Yeah, because sometimes you know it's confusing when you can smell like five different, but but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, and like it has like a form through line for sure. Yeah. So and like you, as you said, you're the you know the next um, line that will come out will be different, completely different than what this current one is, correct? So what's really fun about Witch Please is that I think every single scent has like a nostalgic feeling, like Sweet Poison, like it kind of smells like. Uh, like an apple orchard or like something like that. But like with like everything has like a definite complexity to it. The hooves and horns like kind of smells a little bit more like Christmassy. So there is that like, there's a nostalgic quality to everything, if that makes sense. Um, and then the next line has no nostalgia at all. It's all going to be like alchemical, elemental um, and fun things. Like that one, like our love candle has like a, like a white rose and like, like a balsam spruce and lemon rind. And like that one is going to be like an overt, like love smell, you know, and each scent, like the cleansing smell is like in a matte green jar. And it's going to have like, like a hemp seed, marijuana leaf. Yeah. Cannabis smell, it's like straight up cannabis. It's beautiful. Yeah. So that, and also has like an oud, 
attachment to it. And then we just keep going around the circle. So like that one has no obvious, that doesn't transport me to the places of like folklore. That's just, it just feels like a very luxury candle brand. Yeah. But they, the you know, are gorgeous. And where I think we're going to start selling those as just a scent candle as well. Yeah. Down the road. Um, just because people have been asking for them. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So these are perfect for holiday gifts coming up. Tell me, yeah. Yeah. I think I saw Tell I'm going to post in the description of the episode. I'll definitely tag everything. So people can just have a quick link to, to, to the website and to your social media so they can check it out if they want. But tell us just now on the audio how, um, how they can order. And I believe, I think I saw you have like a um, couple discount codes or some specials coming up or am I wrong? We're getting rid of our pre-launch code on November. First. No, we should give one to him. But we uh, can give one to, one to you if you would like a specific one for your subscribers. Okay, that would be great. Yeah, we let's can... call it hashtag Hey Girl Hey. Okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey Girl, Hey Girl. Yeah, let's just just hey discount code Hey Girl. Hey yeah. Girl, all caps. Code Hey Girl, all caps. How much percent do you want to give? Ten percent. Ten percent off. That would. Hey that's girl. very generous. Thank you so much. I'm sure everyone will love it. <laughs> yeah. Ten percent off with code capital letters. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. <laughs> um, so that is essentially what we're doing. Is we're doing this exciting thing with you, so we yeah. get to give you guys a discount. I love yeah. it. Now, oh. oh, the website. Um, you can do three different websites. We bought domain. <laughs> so you can do one by the other. So you can do uh, leloopcandleco.com or witchpleasecandles.com All right, I'm not mad. I love it. It'll all go to the same (laughs) What's that? It'll all go to the same place and some people can't smell the French one. Spell, not smell. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I, I love it. Well, listen... Thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this today. It's it's been such a pleasure to to sit and talk with you guys. I love I just I'm so grateful. You're nice. wonderful. Thank you, you really for having are. us. Please Thank call you. us anytime. I'm, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Call us anytime. Enjoy oh my gosh, time. please. Yeah. I mean, like I feel like we're girlfriends now. I mean, like yeah. we <laughs> my my show. I mean, you know, my show with the show, I mean, I when I decided to call it Hey Girl. Uh, with the G-U-R-L. I mean, it, it is my personality. It's usually what I, how I greet people anyway, you know, <laughs> but, and now I've just, but I can't, it's, I, what I like about it for me is that what I can't say it without smiling. So it makes me smile when you say, Hey girl, you know, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah it makes me very it. happy. So now that you've been on the show, you're, 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 your girlfriends of the show. <laughs> That's a, well, listen, I, again, thank you so much. And so so check them out. They check them. Check out if you want to hire them for any photography services at Ginger Beard Men. Um, you can also uh, check out their Witch Please candles. Um, you won't be disappointed. Perfect for holiday gifts. They're charged with Reiki energy, love, and just magic. And no regret. And no regret. Oh, okay. I love that. <laughs> perfect. It's perfect. Well, listen. Manu for in-person sessions. She's always available. If you're uh, looking for any Reiki or quantum healing sessions, uh, reach out to Manu. She's fabulous. I will tag her info as well. And if you just want to know three of the most amazing, kind, loving people, you know, check them out. Oh, you are so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. I hope you have a really great day. (laughs) Thank you. You too. I love it. 